97X. Band. The future of rock and roll. 97X. Band. to Dong Teeny, Episode 6. Today's episode was almost foiled by a homeless man's butt that stood between your hosts. After overcoming that obstacle, the ladies talked about the mystical music of Chris Dane Owens, different names for lady parts, and things that embarrassed them in their youth. And here they are, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong good. How are you, Dong Simone? I'm Dong very well, but this episode nearly did not happen because uh, <laughs> Stephanie and I are together in L.A. She's visiting and just we went to Coffee Bean again, you know, to plan out our show. And uh, we, I went across the street. I was like, just wait here. I'm just going to go to the health food store. And then when I came back... I was nearly foiled by a bare, homeless man's butt because he was standing. I came back across the street, and she's in this little courtyard, so that's open. So I see, I'm trying to want to go around, and I, all I see is this man bent over with his butt blocking the little entry. Was he really bent over? He was bending into the trash. Oh, yeah, no. so, so he's like got these clothes that are all like ripped and hanging on him. So mm-hmm. there was just a big hole at his butt, and I could just see his butt. And I was just like, you know, we were nearly trapped. We were nearly kept apart by the homeless man's butt. We were kept apart because you came around to the wall where I was sitting Yeah, I had at. to go around, and I had to talk to her from the hedge on the other side. <laughs> Because I'm like, Stephanie, I can't come in. There's a homeless man's butt. Well, how much of it did you see? All of it. The whole thing? The whole butt. Yeah, the hole was like as big as his oh, butt. Oh, there's a hole in I thought that he was like busting a sag. Like his pants were so saggy that they No, fell no. There was a hole. Wow. A butt shaped hole in the pants. Butt shaped. Butt shaped hole in the pants. So wow. yeah, it was it was terrifying. <laughs> I told you. To and try it was to get grimy. Yeah, <laughs> grimy. The man is. I've seen him around before. He's very grimy. But yeah, I know. Stephanie's first question was, "Did you get a picture?" <laughs> I was too scared to get a picture, so I did not. And but, then we tried to edge around closer to him, but it felt really actually invasive to take a picture of that guy for some reason. Yeah, yeah. He's he's troubled. But he looks so classically homeless. He does. He's like the movie prototype he of is. a homeless person. And you told Greg, remember that you know that guy? He looks like Bigfoot. And, yes. And Greg said, Oh yeah. Yeah. But what was extra funny to me was that some Silver Lake hipsters were coming in. This one guy with like a huge beard and long hair <laughs> and you know, really expensive Ray Bans and a V neck white tee t-shirt he was coming in and looked so much like the homeless like Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah i think homelessness is a real a real goal for a lot of the look are you homeless or are you just really cool yeah <laughs> i was homeless before it was cool <laughs> i was blogging before it was lame yeah <laughs> So what did we do yesterday? We went to an exhibit on beauty culture. We did. Was that, okay, tell me, was that in Beverly Hills or like just on the edge? I think it was just on the edge. It wasn't Beverly Hills. It Um, felt super shiny and fancy to me. It did. It's it's one of those places where you can't park without spending $10. Like if you go there during the week, you know, even if it's like, you know, 
$10 for 15 minutes kind of area. Yeah. Like I have to go to that area to, to vote on the Australian elections. Oh. And I usually go with Greg and make him circle because I'm, oh, yeah, wow. I'm terrified of paying the parking if Seriously. I go in there and it takes a long time. But, uh, but yeah, but the exhi- exhibit was really, really cool. And it, it it really was going over all different, you know, it wasn't just, I thought it would just be celebrating really beautiful people yeah, and making making you, uh, making us feel bad, as uh-huh, yeah. most <laughs> beauty culture does. But in fact, it was kind of doing the opposite. It was going uh-huh. to great lengths to sort of point out how, you know, the fashion industry makes us feel bad, uh-huh. needlessly. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and they were like showing that woman with like, a, she had had her breast removed and she was just mm-hmm. owning it and posing yeah. topless with one breast. And it was a little creepy, but, you know, I liked yeah. that she was embracing that. Well, it showed um, a document, you know, the behind the scenes of a filming of someone who was getting a ton of plastic surgery done, just all different parts of her body, and they were just taking up sheets of her skin. Oh, I looked away then. Yeah. Oh, me oh. too. Me too. And they had the toddler and tiara's um, beauty pageant. Yeah. And clips from that, which is really hard for me to watch. Like, that's the one reality show I absolutely can't watch. Yeah, and that's probably seems... is the only one, because she watches many of them. <laughs> I don't mean to brag, but my standards aren't very high. Very low. (laughs) I will not watch toddlers and tiaras. So that was good. It was kind of affirming. It was. It was. Made me try to love myself a little more. (laughs) And uh, then we went to our friend Tommy's place in Santa Monica, which was beautiful. Beautiful house that she has now. Yeah. It has a little courtyard. It reminded me of the Parent Trap house, which is kind of my, my dream house. I oh, God, I, I that love that house. That's like, I told oh, you, like, yeah, three, yeah. Time, three years ago when we watched that movie, I was like, this is my dream house. You go, I love it, too, because it's like a hacienda Spanish style. It's beautiful. And all this courtyard. Yeah, and all those big windows and yes. stuff. It's and such that's a nice. house. Yeah, it's real, real, real great. But the other thing is we stayed in the guest room, <laughs> and it has one of those doors that splits, like, you know, you can open the top half and keep the bottom half closed, so it kind of looked like Mr. Ed's <laughs> stable so of course we took that opportunity to both pose making horse faces and with the other one feeding the other a carrot (laughs) you'll see this those are up on the website Uh, yeah enjoy (laughs) and uh, we we drank a lot last night we drank a lot when we got there she had uh, mint juleps ready for us and she had even gotten the traditional cups that i haven't seen since i was in the south like the silver ones with the little rims yeah, yeah. yeah and she had made them all perfectly with all this mint but as soon as she made them, we were all ready to go. So we put them in the freezer, drank a couple pitchers of margaritas at the restaurant, came back, came back and got them out of the freezer and they were frozen solid on top. Yeah, I know. I thought that we were done for, for a while, but then you chipped in and it was like a like a gold mining moment. <laughs> Eureka, we've hit alcohol. I Hooray. Said, I struck alcohol. Keep keep hammering and we all had the chopstick. Yeah, we got we we used a chopstick and we made our way made to the alcohol. Those and then strong. we had what well, how do you say it again? Caipirinhas. Caipirinhas. That's how I say it. I could be saying it wrong. Yeah, but please inform us. It's kind of like a mojito or maybe a margarita. No, it's more like a mojito because you have to muddle a ton of lime actually in it. Um, but <laughs> sorry, I get distracted by the cat. One moment, there's a cat making a noise. <laughs> so they're like the Brazilian version of mojitos because you muddle a ton of lime in the bottom. I guess they don't have mint like mojitos do, but um, it has some Brazilian liqueur called cachaça. I think that's how you say it. And um, so that's hard to find. Tommy found some. So we made those after the mint juleps. And we're tr- getting fuzzy on what happened after that. But yes. 
We did watch some YouTube excellence. It was a YouTube bonanza. We were just taking it in turns to get to the keyboard and bring up our, our favorite videos. <laughs> and uh, I, I showed, oh no, that was this morning. I showed the 16 girls on a, on a bicycle, oh. which is awesome. And uh, we started looking at cat videos too, because cat <laughs> videos are always awesome. But, uh, but the, the crowning glory of the, of, of the event was uh, uh, Chris Dane Owens with, uh, with Shine On Me. So the song you're hearing doesn't, you know, probably, you know, jump out at you. Just sounds kind of generic, which it is. But Chris Jane Owens, he is a, a sort of a Tommy Wiseau type, if you're familiar with that. He's sort of the musical Tommy Wiseau. So he has put in. Apparently, that thing cost a million dollars. The what? video, that video, yeah. So we'll put the video up on the website. I didn't know that. Part. Yeah, yeah. It cost him. Yeah, because we were too drunk when I said it. <laughs> <laughs> See, the video costs about a million dollars and he's gone to great lengths to uh, he's just trying to create this like sort of a very medieval, you know, sort of wizardy, wizardy fantasy story. There are dragons in the video dragons. and all these characters. And there's all these shots. You'll get three shots of like three different characters kind of snarling at the camera. And it's got that vibe like if you were watching, say it was like a thing of Back to the Future and there was like Marty, Doc, George in a row. You'd be like, yeah, our beloved characters from Back to the Future. Except this isn't from a real movie. And nobody knows who the fuck these people are but it's just sort of they're like there's him and him and her but you don't know who it is and there's just a lot of he's got a girl that he's kissing all the time and mm -hmm. and the song the video goes for like just over four minutes mm -hmm. but the uh the uh, song itself, the, the meat of the song is really only about two minutes and then it just starts sort of repeating and repeating and sort of ending, getting to that ending part of a song where you know it's winding down. That ha that happens for the last two minutes because <laughs> because I guess there's more video than there is song. So it wasn't, uh, it was, I, I wonder which came first, the concept for the video or oh. the song. Because it's usually the other way around, but know, right? uh, but it's quite fascinating. So you, you've got to see it. Please make your way to dongtini.com and <laughs> watch Shine on Me, and you won't be sorry. sorry and wait you for did. the very end. Yes, watch all the way. There's an important the message at the end that really sums it up. Really resonates. <laughs> so um, now, before you came to visit, I was trying to go through my inbox because I get very Inbox. I, well, we're getting to exactly that. <laughs> uh, we were, because I get very stressed out if my inbox is full. Shut up! Grow up! I get very stressed out when my inbox is just stuffed with things and... <laughs> When my inbox is full, it just, it weighs on me. I feel like, you know, I have the weight of the world on me because there's this thing, all this stuff I have to deal with that I haven't got to. But anyway, in the process of doing that, I came across an email from Stephanie delighting in a, in a wikisaurus. It's like a thesaurus. <laughs> all right, it's a wikisaurus. So it's, a, it's giving us a variety of, 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 uh, of names for vulva. And, you know, we've all heard a bunch of names, but some of these I had never heard. So, artichoke, have you heard that? I've never heard that one. Artichoke. And that's 
bearded clam. I've heard that one. You've heard that? I have. I, yeah. lo- I really like it. I really like picturing <laughs> a clam and just p- think I have sort of like a, a beatnik sort of beard in it's my <laughs> in my my the way I envision it. <laughs> Let's see, beaver, beef curtains, burger. I haven't heard it just called a burger. Well, I have a friend named Elise Burger, and I've always <gasps> called her to David Elise Furburger. Oh, because yeah, yeah. But they didn't say Furburger on. Yeah, Furburger's there. Oh, yeah, Furburger's oh. on the list. Fanny. Yeah, Fanny's funny because in, you know, you guys just think it's a yeah, butt and you yeah. talk about a fanny pack. Yeah, because when I was in ballet and when I was a little kid, she would say, you know, pull your fanny in. <laughs> and that's probably not what they said in Australia. No, no, your fanny was, was, your, was your vagina. Well, one time there was a TV show on and a girl said some, I was just a kid and, and one of the characters made a joke about her fanny meaning her butt which is you know it's like if you said butt no big deal but uh, my mom and then everyone the audience laughed and my mom didn't hear it and she said to my dad what was that and he's like uh, don't worry like he didn't want to say fanny in front of me because <laughs> it meant uh, meant the front when I was a kid we called it I don't know if they told us that or, or I came up with that but I called it a front bum front bum yeah because I say oh well you know that bum has stuff come out of it and the front one has other stuff coming out of it oh so God. I called it a front bum because <laughs> oh now I guess front butt is like on SNL when they do the mom jeans commercial. Oh, they yeah, that's a whole a different thing. That's a different. Yeah, that's just fat forming the vision of a of an actual buttocks. Yeah. Yeah. No, mine was just more purely functional. <laughs> front bum. <laughs> uh, roast beef. I. I can see it. I can totally see where I've they came up with that. that. Yeah, but I've not heard I that. Like it. And what is quim? Yeah, know. that's a nasty one that I've read in the really? one handed read in Bust magazine. Wow, That's and then nasty. then there's vag. My friend used to vag. say vag a lot when we were in high school. Oh, and really? I, I I loved her. I'd never heard it until vag. a few years. It just ago. sounded something about the way she said vag. <laughs> just had a real sort of almost wet sort of not wet but just like it just a you know like like a spongy sort of sound to it. And I was just picturing, make me think of a dripping vag. Oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, it's funny how just Very different evocative. variations. Yeah, are so nice. so evocative. Oh, when we were in when we were in high school. The first, the first uh, day we did sex ed, so uh-huh. this is when I was like 13, mm-hmm. the teacher asked us all to like, name all the different words for penis and vagina. What? Yes, and she wrote them on the blackboard. <gasps> yes. T- do you remember anything? Well, they were just all common known ones like prick and cock and, <laughs> you know, fanny and... I don't know if anyone that knew twat at that age. Here. Oh, really? This mm. is at a Catholic school, oh, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. So yeah, so she wrote all the all the names that we could come up with, and then this girl put her hand up and said "flower," and everyone just was like, "What?" And like she was totally embarrassed because I think must have been like their family name to say "flower," and she just revealed it to the whole class. When you first said that, I thought "flower" like the kind that you cook with. Oh right, yeah, no F L O. It's like beautiful, like a pretty flower. Oh my gosh, your flower hurting? Oh my god. So yeah, so flower. But but the other place. So I, that was the first time I'd seen such a thing. But then there's the um, there's a fantastic video called the ABC of sex education for trainables. Now trainables are a, a term that people used to use. I don't know, in the, at least in the seventies. I don't know how far back it goes. But for for the mentally retarded. So there's this video, uh, and it's on YouTube. I actually have it on DVD. <laughs> Called the ABC for Sex Education for Trainables. And it's teaching uh, special ed teachers how to teach 
uh, mentally handicapped people about about sex, and it's it's pretty awesome. And <laughs> I again, that'll be up on on the website for you to watch. And well, that was one of our first bonding. It, it is. It was one of our first bonding experiences because we we, we were friends on MySpace, mm-hmm. and Stephanie posted <laughs> posted the clips like, oh, you got to check this out, and I was like, whatever. I have the DVD. <laughs> And I was a little bit in love. Yeah, it was just uh, that was that was a real magical <laughs> it's, moment. It's horrifying. Be warned. Yeah, that if you're a guy, especially. Yeah. No, you're thinking of the period one. Oh but... yeah, I am. No, no, no. The period one is totally different. <gasps> oh, and, and she tells her to take her hand out of her pants. Yes. This is this is the one, this is one okay, taking okay. her hand out of her pants. Okay. You're thinking of the one that's just all about the the period. No, that's 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 for another day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's less gross. Less gross, and but maybe funnier. Possibly. But uh, yeah, in that video too, they start off like naming all the, getting all the teachers to to shout because they're trying to teach them to become comfortable with the names that oh. the students might might call it and not say you're not supposed to call it that. You know, mm. one of the names was Peter. I never heard that. You hadn't heard that. I hadn't heard Peter. Oh. No. Okay. So we already talked about being embarrassed about sex ed in our first episode. So we don't need to go over that. But something I noticed the other day, I was driving home and I was about to drive home and suddenly this Mr. Bungle song called Stubber Dub popped into my head. And I was like, God, I love that song. I haven't heard it in a while. So I put it on. I just cranked it in the car and I'm driving home just singing it, like pelting it out, you know, at, at top of my lungs and just rocking out in the car. And I realized, God, I must look like a real dick because if I saw someone else do that, I would <laughs> laugh at them. But I just realized I don't even care if somebody laughs, you know, so I really, you know, I like that that adult comfort you have with embarrassment that you just don't give a fuck. You know, yeah, you care less. You care less, but I was thinking about how much that's changed because mm-hmm. there was a time when I was in high school. I went down to the shop with my dad, mm-hmm. and he uh, had most of the groceries, and then he handed me a nine pack of toilet paper, and I just wanted to die. Yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, I can't be seen in the shops carrying toilet paper," <laughs> and I was just terrified someone from school would see me with toilet paper, uh-huh. and it was just the worst thing in the world. And it's just like, now who gives a fuck? You mm-hmm. know, I carry it in my mouth if I had to. <laughs> so, uh, can you think about, like, the, the, and my friend Nikki, she, we went bowling once. We, we were about 13. And I said, uh, yeah, and she, like, agreed to go bowling. And then when it was her turn, she was like, I can't. She's shy? I can't. And my mom's like, my mom's like, go on. Because, like, my mom, my sister, and her. And she's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. She started crying. And, like, she just had to sit out for the rest of the bowling because she couldn't handle it. It was just this teenage, like, oh it was utterly devastating, the idea of bowling. Oh. But funnily enough, I just randomly asked her as adults, I'm like, do you like bowling? She goes, I love bowling. So it's nice to know that it was just stupid teenage embarrassment and not any real fear. No, it was crippling. It was completely crippling. Yeah. But the thing is, like, you think you grow out of it, and I grew out of it, but then there's this this other friend of mine named Jackie. I shouldn't mm-hmm. say her name. I'll beep it out. <laughs> <laughs> and she uh, was my fr- was my friend, I- I'd like to point out, because I couldn't stand how juvenile she was. But Jackie, uh, we went to a nightclub, and she's 25. She's At the st- at time, she was 25, a teacher. She's teaching mm-hmm. students, so she's, like, dealing with, you know, embarrassed teenagers all the time. So you think mm-hmm. you're like, you can sort of look at that objectively and realize how silly it is. Mm-hmm. So we tried to go to this 80s nightclub to go dancing. And she uh, and Greg dropped us off. And she's like, don't get dropped off out in front. What? It's like, what's your problem? You're 25. This is my husband. Like, oh why are you humiliated to be dropped? Like, I remember feeling yeah. that as a teenager. Yeah. Like, you don't want to be seen with your parents. Oh, but yeah. yeah, so that was just utterly, utterly tragic. Did you have wow. any, any things from your... Uh, teen years that uh, you couldn't give a fuck about now? I just remember um, the car, you know, no, hang on. Oh, when you open the car door 
and you turn down the music, but like when you're driving, you want to keep the windows up when you're at a light or turn down the music because you don't want people to hear what you're listening to. Oh. That was always a big phobia of mine. Oh, really? Yeah, and actually my brother has it too. Really? Yeah, because I saw him a couple weeks ago and we we're driving around and I noticed that he turns it down a little bit at light if oh. the music, if the windows are down. That's so funny. Isn't that funny? And I think it might be left over from the Christian music that my parents oh, right. would always make us listen Because I'm always to. really proud of what I'm listening to. So I almost hope that, you know, I would see someone and they give me a nod like, yeah, I, I like had, the same thing. But, you know, yeah. I don't expect it to happen, but, you know, and I'm nor my doing that so it will happen but you know yeah. I always kind of wonder because I'm not shy of what I like so it's funny oh. that it's like a Christian music but holdover. even when it's something I like I'm yeah. shy of looking like the douche who like has yeah, yeah, really yeah. loud and thinks yeah. they're cool yeah no that's there was a guy that drove in with his techno and everyone was having a quiet time in the coffee shop courtyard and this douche yes. comes in with his Hummer he was in a Hummer was he in a Hummer mm -hmm. god damn I would have been I even like, angrier I'm glad I didn't perfect LA cliche right there Ugh, it was horrifying <laughs> but a few weeks ago I was actually at a light listening to Richard III by Supergrass and I had the windows down I was not turning that song down because no. it's one of my top five favorite ever and this guy probably like 20 was walking across and he waved at me <gasps> and I was like Supergrass connection see that's that's the dream and I totally know that he has a Supergrass totally it's so nice <laughs> to have that camaraderie uh -huh. just somebody you don't know yep. very nice well on that note I think we will wrap it up for this episode and uh Please check out the website again for all the supplementary material, and there should be a lot for this episode, <laughs> at uh, dongtini.com. And also we're on iTunes, so go to iTunes and search for Dongtini and subscribe, and they'll always pop up because we don't have a real schedule for these. <laughs> <laughs> if you miss any of our other advertisements, <laughs> you will not know that there's a new episode. So please do that. So anyway, uh, until next time, uh, bye, Stephanie. Bye, Simone. To take us out, here's Mr. Bungle with Stubba Dub.
right back. Roll over and die. You taught me a lesson.